from PRX. Studio 360. Hello, this is Kurt. When you think of Marilyn Monroe, what is the first image that comes to mind? There's a good chance, a very good chance, you're thinking of this. Oh, do you feel the breeze from the subway? Isn't it delicious? That is the memorable scene from The Seven-Year Itch in 1955. Marilyn Monroe's character, known only as The Girl, walks over a New York City subway grate, and the wind from a passing train beneath her makes her white dress billow up. Lots of things are called iconic these days, but this shot really is. The Snickers ad with Willem Dafoe a year ago, a reference in the opening scene of La La Land, it really is everywhere. The scene with Marilyn was actually filmed twice. The first time on location in Midtown Manhattan late one night, but the director, Billy Wilder, decided to reshoot it later on a soundstage in Hollywood, and that's the one that appears in The Seven-Year Itch. That on-location footage has been lost to history. But... It turns out there is a film of that iconic shot being shot, and it's been hidden for 60-odd years, until now. Bonnie Siegler is a graphic designer based in New York, and she is with me now to tell us about how this was unearthed and came to be made. Bonnie, thank you for coming in. Thank you. So uh, this is like the greatest episode of Antiques Roadshow ever. (laughs) It's true. Um, First off, before we talk about the film and how it came to be and how you came to find it and all the side stories of that, tell me and us about your grandfather, who lived most of his life in Manhattan, and yes. you grew up around him and with him. But he had escaped Nazi Germany as a young man in, in, uh, at the last minute, right, in 1938. Yes, exactly. My mom was born in 1936, and shortly thereafter, he decided that they had to get out. He he actually came to America to get a signature so that he could then go back to Germany, get his family, and bring them back to America. Basically, so people of – Americans of wherewithal had to sign to sponsor – Exactly. Yeah. So they would take financial responsibility for you. So he pretended to be really rich and and he got a signature. And on his way back to Berlin, he was stopped by an SS guard, presumably wanting to take him away because this is 1938. And he, he and, and your mother and, and your grandmother lived in Berlin. Yes. Huh. He told the SS guard that he was representing Clark Gable. It happened one night, had been released in Germany, and was a huge hit. And he knew they loved Clark Gable. Right. He was a furrier. <laughs> but he, he went with the emotional story. So he said he was representing Clark Gable, and if he didn't get back to Berlin, the next Gable film wouldn't make it to Germany. And, and the guy bought it. So he's a grifter as well, and a con man. <laughs> so... After that, maybe then, but anyway, he comes to America, and uh, he he was a big amateur movie maker, right? Yes, he loved shooting film. He always had his Bolex with him, and he always shot the whole family, and especially my mom as she was growing up. He filmed them doing everything. And Bolex is the people have probably seen them if they're old, they've seen them in real life. But if they're not, they're the 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 standard sixteen millimeter hand-cranked movie exactly. camera that people had. Exactly. Um, so, it's the end of summer, 1954. I'm a few weeks old. Um, uh, <laughs> and he, he lives in Manhattan, midtown somewhere, yep, right? 61st Street. And, and right near where he lives, he sees this hubbub, right? Well, around the corner from – he lived on Lex and 61st. So, around the corner, they were shoot. that's where the townhouse was, the actual 
location that for one the sees in the movie where the where Marilyn and Tom Ewell are are living living yeah so he saw they were shooting that day and he went out and filmed them filming in daylight in daylight and also Marilyn walking around waving to the crowd and things like that and then I guess maybe somebody on the set that day told him hey in a couple nights we're shooting down on 52nd and Lex you want you should come down it'll be at 1 a.m. And, and so he didn't know what that meant or what no. it was going to be and he shows up there, and it's after midnight. So this guy, I mean, I don't know, for a middle-aged guy <laughs> earning his living, this is like kind of wacky young hipster it thing. It is. <laughs> um, I think he was actually more excited about being close to Billy Wilder, who really? was also a Jewish a immigrant German, from yeah. Germany. So um, you have here a clip that we can watch together and talk about and describe and uh, see what we have. Yes. Here, here we are at midnight on September 15th, 1954, and there is Marilyn with her dress just blowing up on the grate. And there's Billy Wilder uh, going from the camera to her. And, and your grandfather is like, I don't know, what, a foot from uh, Billy yeah. Wilder's shoulder? Exactly. Exactly. And that, that's what he always – he told us. I was standing right next to Billy Wilder. Yeah. Well, clearly he was. And we see again and again the, the dress blowing up and the dress blowing up. And there, the dress really blew up, and you, I, I know that in, his, in, in Wilder's uh, autobiography, he said, no, 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 she had, she had two pairs of panties on. It was, it was cool. And you can tell she has two pairs of panties yeah. on. But, but, um, and they're kind of grandma panties, too. A little. And, and, and more than, however, the, the, this shot, as I said in the introduction, did not appear in the movie. Uh, the, the shot that appears in the movie is, you get the idea, but it's far more demure and tame than Very. this uh, Pretty risque shot. Yeah, in the in the real movie, it's like five seconds long, and it immediately pans down to our ankles. And here we see it again and again. And again, it's not just the shot in the movie. You see them. You see Tom Ewell and Marilyn Monroe talking, and the shot happening. But then you see her just there. there so it's blowing up and everything. But but you see her also just waiting for the next take, uh, which is kind of, which is just great. And she yawns at one point. Um, now this is also. I mean, in addition to being the famous one of the famous you know five seconds in in american cinema it is also famously the night when uh, her her husband her newish husband joe dimaggio the great yankee superstar uh is was apparently dragged there by walter winchell the gossip columnist which is again like something out of fiction and and is just grossed out and mortified by this whole thing and 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 then they fight and he hits her and they get divorced exactly and he was he had already objected to her sort of exhibitionism and then this was too much for him well and the fact that you know the men of the world were fantasizing about his wife yes and then there were something like 1500 or men just standing there screaming at her while her skirt blew up in the air just put him over the top right so Fast forward, uh, 2005, uh, your grand, or 2004, three? Do we, uh, 2004. Four. Uh, you're an adult. You're married. Uh, your grandfather is 90-something. Yep. He had to move. He was forced to leave the apartment he'd been in for 30 or 40 years. And so we were helping him move, and we found a D'Agostino bag, like, buried in the back. Just like a plastic supermarket bag? Exactly. And this is you and your husband? Uh, yes. Um, just with... Film in it, loose, off reels, just a total mess. Some were on reels and some were off reels. And we were like, maybe that Marilyn film he mentioned is in this. Yeah. And luckily for you, for the shaggy dog story working (laughs) out, you you are married and were married then to a filmmaker who knew how film worked. And 
how to look at it and how to find stuff. Exactly. Right? And and how to take good care of it and put it back on reels. And then he screened it all on a reel-to-reel at home and, you know, was looking at different family events, and which is amazing. New York City Kodachrome footage from the 40s and 50s. It was all incredible. But all of a sudden, there was Marilyn with her skirt blowing up in the air. So you never saw it growing up? Never. Wow. I mean, we knew about the Zapruder film after the Kennedy assassination immediately, but this is like a a buried secret Zapruder film from the happy side of life. It's true. (laughs) It is. I've really searched on the internet, and it doesn't seem like anybody has footage from that night. And Billy Wilder even said, it's gone. Maybe one day somebody will find it somewhere. Yeah, some film scholar. Exactly. Uh, uh, Well, thanks for telling us all about it. Thank you. That was Bonnie Siegler at Studio360.org. We've got a link to a brief bit of this extraordinary film, and you can watch. That's it for today. Be sure to check this feed on Thursday when we will release our latest episode as usual. In the meantime, thanks for listening.